I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. doing good morning you're listening to the arts house on corks 96 fm and c103 it's elmarie maud the microphone with you until 10 connor talons also here in studio yeah but i'd rather be called ct and have a reason for that later on (laughs) and coming up in this morning's program we'll be chatting about africa day in cork a home pottery challenge for everyone through kinsale pottery rebecca storm will be joining us to chat about a lockdown recording with her daughter and Christiana Underwood from VoiceWorks Cork has details of a fundraising concert for Cork Simon on the way. And this week I had a great old chinwag with an international star who's finally found his nest back home in Ireland after flying the coop to New York at the age of 16. And then we found we had our initials in common, CT, or as he'd rather be called, Colm Wilkinson without the CT. Also, this week's featured artwork from the Crawford had more attention than a patient in A&E with no less than three doctors present. <laughs> now, what do you think of that, Elmarie? Well, you know, it's great to be chatting to doctors about something else other than coronavirus at this stage. We're going to start off with a gorgeous track. This is from one of my favourite albums and favourite artists. This is Caesarea Avora from Cap Verde. Well, once May hits us, Cork goes into festival overdrive and one of the festivals which should have been happening this week is Africa Day Cork. But while they can't run as normal, they're not just waiting until next year because today and tomorrow they're reaching out and communicating a fantastic selection of African stories, both of people and legends. So to find out more, I spoke to June Lacour, Michael Moran, better known as DJ Ganda Mike, and unusually enough to Marion Schermanser, who's originally from Germany. Mike, June and Marion, it's lovely to talk to you all about Africa Day. Marion, of course, I know you for years. You've been involved in so many different arts events in Cork and people will know exactly who you are. So it's gas to have you involved in this, but I can see how you are because when I met you first, maybe about 20 years ago, you had already been living in Africa, weren't you? Yes, 
I was living in Senegal for a while and that made me feeling so connected and I just love Africa. And I know you would have been one of the first people, I suppose, that I connected with in terms of an arts community of people who weren't from Africa, but were sharing a love and a respect for African culture in Cork, which was really, really exciting. And at the time, about 20 years ago, from Let's face it, my very white, very Irish background perspective, it felt uh, truthfully like very exotic and this was not part of anything to do with our experience. But it signalled a sort of a special time in Cork when we were becoming more multicultural. There were more people coming from all different parts of Europe and different parts of Africa. And Cork was becoming this melting pot. And so it was exciting to have a kind of a multicultural aspect to it. So June, this is a very special festival in Cork's heart, isn't it? Like, tell me a little bit about Africa Day and how the whole festival took hold amongst the entire community. Africa is very diverse and Africa Day provides a platform where all Africans from whatever background, whether they're from the continent or of African descent, um, like, for example, Mike, can connect on a global scale event where regardless of where you're from, there's an identity there, you know? So the history of this day is based on, I'd say 60 or so years ago, the formation of the African Union and and, and the idea of Pan-Africanism, the unity of the African nation yeah. as a whole. So that's where the background is from. And the whole thing was created on the 25th of May, 19... 19- whatever that was, not that good anyway. So that is when it all started. And then to celebrate this idea, it's commemorated every year on the 25th of May. But if you've ever been to an African session, I know Irish people love a sesh. We just don't celebrate one day. It's like a whole week of celebration. And we've brought that idea into Cork, where we have a whole week of celebrating Africanness through various things, just not more than that. Um, identifying and sharing so many things about the African culture, whether it's through music, whether it's through art, whether it's through drama, whether it's through seminars and talking. So bringing that idea in Cork was easy because the population of Africans here is equally as diverse. Mm -hmm. So it just made sense for that to happen in Cork. This year is tricky, though, because obviously there's two options. Either the festival doesn't happen at all or the festival goes online. That is like a big, massive thing to take a festival as big as Africa Day, but celebrated over a week to kind of decide, OK, which parts of that are possible online and how can we reach people online to let them know? And I suppose, Mike, that's to a great extent where you come in, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Uh, thank you for having us. Um, yeah, de- definitely. It took us a, a, a lot of meetings, a lot of brainstorming to actually uh, filter uh, all the abundance of ideas we are having and for us to decide on uh, how and where and who we're going to involve in order to still bring something constructive to the community. To the community to a big extent, not only uh, the African community and the African descent community, but to the community in the sense of Cork City and Cork 
monster because we, we, we have every year when it was happening, for example, in Fitzgerald's Park, we don't only have people coming from Cork and the suburbs, people are traveling from Limerick, so are traveling from Kerry, Waterford, Tipperary. And that's why, as well, we realize that um, as well, Africans are contributing to the community to a very large extent throughout all Ireland. Not only in, not only in the cities, to the village in, inside the villages as well. And by going actually uh, online, it's an opportunity to actually have um, the people who have an interest in Cork to the African culture and even for the Africans and African descent who are living in Cork. It's an opportunity even to shine brighter to a bigger audience. And um, so we picked we picked then uh, two spectrums storytelling because it's actually really good and nourishing for the youngest and the adults. Everybody loves good stories, and Africa is a continent of griots, so it's a continent of stories. So we, we have picked some stories that we're going to share. And the second big pillar is um, the panel discussion with uh, uh, a beautiful uh, subject dedicated to, to, the, to the woman, because that's, uh, that's the theme of, of this year. So it's African Women, Power and Influence. And uh, we have uh, four ladies that will come and contribute to, uh, to some questions around this topic. I know that looking at the Instagram page and looking at the Facebook page, which people can all come and visit, Africa Day Cork, just search for it. If they've never looked for it before, this is the time to do it now. Later on today will be the storytelling session. We'll talk about that. But as people are listening to this, tomorrow, Monday, is going to be this online seminar. And you have been posting about, I was saying to you earlier on before we started recording, the most incredible selection of strong, vibrant, vital, empowering and inspiring women. How are you going to distill this down into a discussion online? And yeah, you, you, you guys are going to be surprised, but it's going to be an open discussion. So what you have seen on the social media is showing the diversity of the continent and of, and of the Afro-descendants, showing that as well. Forever, women have been involved in, in history and uh, same happens in Africa, basically, with some uh, extraordinary uh, stories in the present, in the past. Um, because as you have seen in the social media, we represent artists, we represent historical icons, we represent activists, we represent a woman who actually was the very first in some, pol- in some political seats. Uh, I remember the lady in Nigeria, for example, she's the first lady to drive a car. That's really some really milestones that actually that we can take for granted. If people go on the Facebook page, so June, or the Instagram page, or even your Twitter account, of course, which also has, you know, you you are across all the platforms. Will people find a link to that live seminar then for tomorrow? How would they take part in that? Yes. So we're going to have the the material available. Like, for example, the seminar is going to be on at 11 on Monday. And uh, if you have questions right now, you can send them in right now. If you want to ask this, because this women are based in Cork. They're part of our community. They're succeeding in Cork in various industries, in business, they're business owners, and they've had these businesses for years in the city. So if you are interested in knowing things about how to, you know, get into business, tax law and all these things, these are women, you can ask questions. So send us the questions in advance and we can sort of prepare prepare well for them. So if it's possible to please have everything ready, that's what we're doing. And the seminar itself is this women speaking from their hearts. And the beautiful thing about it is most of the time, we don't think as African women in power and influence as business owners or as in the corporate world, especially in diaspora. And what this platform is doing is you want to be like this. You want to be a powerful woman out there. You're from Africa. You live in a different place from home. 
here is an example and this is their journey mm-hmm. and these are their challenges and this is how they tackle them or there's the challenges and they're still finding answers and you can be part of the solution. Absolutely. See it, be it. Oh, yes. you know, it's across everything, isn't it? And yes. so that's all tomorrow. But today, Sunday, there is mm-hmm. a celebration of stories and people can tune in from 11 a.m. where people will be able to hear all kinds of stories. Are these all African stories, June? Yes, they are African stories, but they are African stories with a global perspective. African storytelling is an act that's passed down from generation to generation to generation. It's not just a sesh, you know, it's how we pass messages down. It's how our ancestors left messages for us about our community, about our history and culture. So I think it's a beautiful thing to share with the world. So we're going to have stories on every hour and they're short. Your attention span will be there. We're not going to keep you for long. So they're going to be short, but educational, inspirational, and, you know, challenging starting at 11. So we're going to have a story at 11. We're going to have a story at 12 and throughout the day. So they're short, beautiful, told by Africans, with the African gusto and, you know, and the expression. And it's just going to be a beautiful sight to behold. And they're going to be all, all our platforms on Africa Decor. You can find it on Twitter. You'll find it on Facebook. You can find it on Instagram. All African stories told by Africans and one German. Marion, I mean, like the this African day and this African storytelling, like it, it mirrors in so many ways, a lot of cultures, particularly the Irish culture, I think that's why there is kind of a good vibration of resonance because the Irish tradition of passing stories down orally, is our term in Irish for all of that heritage that comes down and is just spoken. And here you are from Germany coming in to tell a story in Africa Day. I love it. And I think, you know, it's kind of interesting for people to see that kind of thing happening as well, because it does spread that international angle and message. So you've chosen a story for later on today. Yeah, so I'm telling the story about Wangari Matai, who started the Greenbelt Movement in 1977. And... She even got a Nobel Peace Prize. So it is amazing that she was the first African woman ever get a Nobel Peace Prize. And me being such a green person, I'm so happy that I can read this story. Fantastic. And June, there are lots and lots of other stories happening as well throughout the day. Like people can hear a different story every hour. So what else might people look forward to besides that? Another story we're going to tell is called Abel and Her Sister's Doll. And the moral of the story and what we're trying to tell children is the importance of sharing and how Abel can have to ask for things and you don't have to take things from your sibling. So we're going to have a story that tries to teach children the importance of asking for things as opposed to taking. (laughs) An important lesson for every child. Yes, it is. So sharing, sharing, and that's one of the stories we're going to do. Fantastic, I love it. So people can log on to all the various uh, social media platforms today. Search for Africa Day Cork and find your way to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. So the stories are starting at 11 and then tomorrow, also at 11, will be that live online webinar, seminar uh, discussion platform about this incredible range of women from Africa in all walks of life. And people can just, again, follow the social media paths and find that. But they can also send questions in today if they follow any of the Facebook or 
Instagram or Twitter pages, they'll find those details if they want to get actually directly involved as opposed to just passively watching at home. It is such a pity that 2020 has seen everyone trapped in our own houses and stuff like that, that we're missing, you know, a big parade and we're missing the music outside in the open air, which is like what truly inspires people with joy on days and festivals like these. But at the same time, if an online activity will do something towards keeping people connected and sharing it in another way. It's a great, great idea. I wish you all the most success with it and hope it goes really, really well for you all. Thank you. Okay, find Africa Day Cork online. Now then, this week was supposed to be the start of Cork Harbour Week, a fortnight earlier than usual. Of course, that's all gone by the by. But we're still celebrating being a beautiful island surrounded by the most gorgeous, gorgeous waters. I love this track, Sailing By. Well, I hope you're all enjoying the online concerts we're promoting and mentioning here every Sunday. And, you know, if you know of something that's coming up, please do get in touch with me online during the week by emailing elmarie.maw at 96fm.ie. Or you can, of course, just find me on Facebook or Twitter during the week and make sure you get connected. So one of the groups connected with me is VoiceWorks and they've been doing great stuff online. So when I saw Christiana Underwood was organising an online concert in aid of Cork Simon next Friday night... 
I had to get in touch. Here's a little clip first from one of their online choirs. Could you be Christiana, it's so gorgeous to talk to you. And you know, uh, here in 96FM, one of the things that's been going on for ages is our support of the virtual coffee mornings for Cork Simon. And this is a tough time. Like I was, you know, saying as well this morning, I'm in a very fortunate position to be in a lovely house and enjoying the fruits of growing stuff in the garden. But the work of people like Penny Dinners and the work of people like Cork Simon and the nightly uh, runs and everything like that, that still goes on. And the homeless community is is so extra vulnerable at this time. Absolutely. Like, I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in, you know, what are the things that we are going without? What are the things that we can and can't do? But like you said, like we have our house. For the majority of us, we have our health or, you know, somebody um, winds up sick, they can get the care that they need, they get the access to that. Whereas when you are somebody who's vulnerable, what do you do? Like, And to be honest, it, it was kind of a no-brainer to do something for our community and for our local people. Deciding which charity was kind of the only thing that I picked. But because personally, I didn't know as much about Cork Island community. That's what pulled me towards wanting to do this concert for them. We've been putting on these online concerts for the last month. We did it with one of our performance circle classes and voice works. And then uh, what we did is we did like an audition process for our own students across all three branches in voice works. So the Cork branch, Bandon branch, and the two branches in Tralee and in Killarney. So this was like a brilliant opportunity to have a collaborative concert for all of those students and to bring people together on a Sunday for one and a half, two hours, um, see a bit of live music, lift up the spirits, and it's just been amazing. So Gemma had this idea, what if we do another highlight concert? We were just going to feature one guest artist. That was it. It was going to be one. But then we started thinking about the VoiceWorks history, and we were like, there's so many people that we would love to, one, check in with and see what they're doing, and also to inspire our students and community to show that all these people did lessons and look where they are now. That's it, because like Gemma was on the programme a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how she would have, through VoiceWorks, initiated kind of a lot of online working going on with a, f- a few years. Yeah. So as a staff, you're used to working this way, ahead of the curve well, in some respects. Yeah. yeah, well, some people, some um, teachers have been doing online work, but myself personally and a couple other teachers had never ventured into online lessons before wow okay and this was something personally on my goal list that I wanted to get into for this year so when it became a necessity of do we stop do we continue once again I could not work and see my students and make sure that they're getting the progress that they're getting the interaction and the their needs for me as a coach so it's been brilliant and there's been new students coming on the whole time as well. Um, so that's been the most beautiful thing that we get to expand this community outside of Cork. 
And now we have students in other countries. It's brilliant. <laughs> Isn't it just? And I suppose in, in another sense, when people are confined, yeah. singing is so therapeutic. It's so mm. joyful. But it's also a chance for people to engage with sort of lessons that they might not otherwise have been in a position to do. And to have a concert like the one that's coming up on the 30th of May allows everyone to showcase all of that. And in in terms of raising money for Cork Simon through this concert, mm-hmm. you're doing it in conjunction with GoFundMe, isn't it? Yes, we're doing it in conjunction with GoFundMe. I've been in contact with Cork Simon community, Margaret, in there. She's been so fantastic and so appreciative um, just of us coming aboard with doing this. But yes, we're going to be doing it all through GoFundMe. So I have the GoFundMe link on the Facebook event. Um, it's just called Best of online voice work studio and then in aid of Cork Simon community. Um, so if you want to know more information about the concert, um, see some, uh, some of the highlights of the lineup um, and maybe even donate if you can, or even if you can't donate, share the link around. Um, let's try and raise some money for Cork Simon. Um, I just, I just want to be able to do something for them. We all in the voice works community want to do something for them. So um, it's just, it's been brilliant. So, brilliant. Before we started chatting, we were listening to some of the senior students uh, from VoiceWorks with a a track of Could You Be Loved, which was just gorgeous. But now we're going to listen to some of your junior students in a performer's circle. Tell us about this track. You know, when you posted it, you said it kind of tugged at your heart. And oh, my gosh, it really, really does, because (laughs) there's a build up through this to the connection of the group. Yeah, yeah, completely. So both of these groups, we had been rehearsing for about four weeks and preparing for our live gig that was due to happen. Actually, it was due to happen uh, this weekend in Cypress Avenue. And we had just began and met with the senior group for a week before the announcements happened of the social distancing measures and everything like that. And we just felt really strongly that we wanted to not only give them their concert, give them their platform, we wanted to give them a special project that even if we couldn't be in a physical sense together, we could all feel connected through this singing project. And the kids, they had prepared, I'll be there for their finale anyways. Um, we were thinking, like, how are we going to make this work? You know, is this going to come across well? And uh, it really did. Like the first time I heard them all singing together was with the finished product. But they are a wonderful group of kids. Um, it doesn't matter about what age any of them are in there. They absolutely all adore each other. The older ones are looking after the younger ones. And there's no like, oh, we're separating our cliques or anything like that. They're all amazing kids. And we have a mother and a daughter in both of the junior class and the senior class. Um, it's just been so brilliant. It really has. It really and- has. You can see the bond that they all share as well when people watch the video. They're going to hear it now, obviously, on air. But if people want to see this and brilliantly edited and put together by Barry Wilson, fair play, another great job. I'm so impressed with all these virtual choirs. It's it's just gorgeous. (laughs) And I would recommend people go online to see it. But more importantly, that people put Friday, May 30th in the diary and to come onto Facebook and Instagram is where people can catch the concert live. We're 100% doing it on the Facebook. So we'll direct people, I think, towards the Facebook okay. um, voice work page. Um, we're in the works of whether we will actually do it on Instagram. But 100% the Facebook page is definitely where it's going to be at. <laughs> Tech is a learning curve for all it of is. us, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> It really is. It really is.
But you know what? Whether we're rookies or experts, you're putting all the tech together for Cork Simon on Friday night. So eight o'clock on Friday night. I'll be definitely tuned in. So lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much. Okay, good luck. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. So it's time for this week's visit to the work of the week. Again in the company of the Crawford Art Gallery's assistant curator, Dr. Michael Waldron. Michael, we meet yet again virtually. Maybe someday we'll meet in person in the gallery. This week's work of the week is called Shannon Scheme Number 2, The Culvert, and it's from 1929 by George Atkinson, and it's an etching. Now, one word you didn't want me to mention when we've been talking over the last few weeks is that you actually have a doctorate. So you are Dr. Michael Waldron. And now, Doctor, I'd like to know whether you're a doctor of engineering or of art, because it's a very, very, very strong piece of engineering drawing, as far as I'm concerned. Well, firstly, damn it, Connor, I'm I'm an art historian, not an engineer. (laughs) Yes, Dr. McCoy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very interesting work of the week in that I can come at it from my art historian side of things, and yet it would be very interesting to the engineer to the person who's interested in national or social history. Mm -hmm. Also, it is an etching. So there is a particular art process involved in making it as well. So very much something about industry at its core. If you look at it as a work of art, first of all, there's just one big, long, and it's the name of it, the culvert, which is just obviously a very large pipe, isn't it? It's enormous. It takes up about... 60-70% of of the etching like right up the middle of it. It's a a, a really dynamic sort of diagonal cylinder that runs from the bottom right corner Mm. kind of right into the background of the image on the left hand side and there are a number of figures people working to give you some sense of scale so it is enormous. It reminds me a little bit of Dr. No, the James Bond movie (laughs) and those big cylindrical kind of pipes that James Bond is running through in the villain's lair. <laughs> yeah. So there's something very futuristic here. 
very different from the usual Irish landscape. It's probably the most modern thing that was ever built in the country at the time. It certainly was the biggest thing. There were 5,000 workers involved in 10 miles of digging. I think I read somewhere that the entire budget for the project made up something like 20% of the national budget of 1925. But that is a colossal sum. This would become the powerhouse for Ireland. This piece of work was commissioned by the Irish government. So it was part of some sort of a PR or possibly even propaganda campaign by the government? It was because I think the Shannon scheme, of course, excited some interest, you know, in Ireland, but also further afield. Hoover Dam was kind of looking over its shoulder because it hadn't been built yet. (laughs) I was looking to see what Ireland was doing. So this was a commission from the state. And I suppose we have to realise that during the scheme itself, the ESB came into being. The ESB commissioned another artist, Sean Keating, who was also on site. They commissioned him to create imagery around this scheme for promotional purposes. Equally, Atkinson was commissioned by the state to complete this record. It remains to be seen whether we can consider it as effective PR Hmm. or is the artist getting away with a (laughs) a little bit of social commentary as well. This particular print is one of a series of three. First one is called Keeper Mountain, This one is called The Culvert, and the third one is called The Excavation. Earth-shattering, moving of mountains, toil, and the extraordinary cutting through of the landscape. Not without its problems. The culverts, to my understanding, I could be corrected by an engineer, but I believe the culverts were to allow the land that was being cut through to allow it to drain effectively. Because, of course, it was disrupting all of the the natural setup of the landscape. This was an engineering solution to a problem the scheme was creating. The artist George Atkinson himself, these pieces that you just spoke about, they've been exhibited in the National Gallery and they're part of an exhibition that was taking place in the Crawford as well. They are indeed. The three actually came to us in two different ways. The first print came to us as a gift from Lennox Robinson, the playwright, and the other two subsequently were given as gift to us. And so we were excited back in, I think it was 2018, the National Gallery of Ireland borrowed the set of three for their exhibition, Making Their Mark, which explored the Irish etching revival that occurred in the early 20th century and looked at artists who were both painters and etchers. George Atkinson very much belonged as part of that. Then, just before we had to close this particular print was part of our exhibition Misha Era, which explored the development of Ireland during the 20th century. And this sat alongside a painting by Jackie Yates, um, which is kind of a vision of utopia. So you have kind of something that is utopian and next to it, this print, which could go either way. You could see construction or destruction in this image. There you have it and that's the debate itself. Look I think we leave the last word this week to the filmmakers and the documentary makers and we have a clip from a documentary that was made probably around that time so until next week we're going back into the past but in those days it was a vision of the future. Michael Waldron 
assistant curator with the Crawford Art Gallery. Again, thanks for your time. Thanks for helping me through this this little historical and engineering journey this week. A pleasure, Connor. Thanks a million. Through these openings, there will surge a wedge of water, a build-up of water fed from 4,000 square miles of river and lake. And all of it will go through the intakes and down the tubular penstocks to these turbines below. And it's here that the scheme is seen in all its massive greatness. Truly, there was never anything like this in Ireland before. And so credit where credit is due this week. I'd like to say thank you to all the doctors that helped us in this week's work of the week. First of all, to Dr. Michael Waldron. Damn it, Connor. I'm I'm an art historian, not an engineer. (laughs) (laughs) And to Star Trek's Dr. McCoy. I'm a doctor, not an engineer. No, you're an engineer. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. I don't know, Jim. This is a big ship. I'm just a country doctor. I'm not a magician, Spock. Just an old country doctor. Keep saying that. Are you a doctor, aren't you? I don't know. And finally, also mentioned in this week's interview, was Dr. No. Thank you. But remember, if you want to see this week's Work of the Week, just quite simply go to Crawford Art Gallery forward slash Work of the Week. And on that webpage, you'll find many more resources that can be used by all the family until the Crawford Art Gallery opens its doors again for all of us to enjoy. I heard Connor was talking to Michael about that particular artwork, the only piece of music that would come to my mind was the soundtrack to The Dambusters, which was always an iconic piece played in every CYO concert. So I contacted director Thomas McCarthy and he gave me this recording of the music from The Dambusters, recorded in Cork's City Hall for the 60th anniversary of CYO. <laughs> Thank you. 
Talks 96FM and C103. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.